Welcome to the Amy Williams Show. I am your host, Amy Williams, and this is season two. I'm so excited. And here I'm all about motivating and encouraging strong Christian businesswomen. I want you to know that whatever you may be facing in your life, you're not alone. Successes and failures are shared here, and not just by me, but by incredible guest speakers as well. So glad you found this podcast. Let's dive in. Hey, welcome to the Amy Williams Show. I'm your host, Amy Williams, and today's extra special feature guest is Liz Wilcox, and she is an email marketer on a mission to help more businesses package up their magic and sell through email. She's also a walking 90s pop culture encyclopedia. So today we have Liz. Hi, Liz. Hi, Amy. I'm so excited to be your extra special featured guest. Thank you for introing me like that. I feel like a celebrity. You are in my world. So we got connected um, from Jeanette and Jeanette Peterson was on episode seven. She was part of the the season two launch. She was like, you have to have Liz. I'm like, okay, you tell me once I don't have to be told twice. So I'm super excited that we've connected. And uh, before we get into the magic of emailing, why don't you tell us a little bit about how this all started for you? Yeah, so I always like to say a lot of email marketers start off as copywriters for businesses like mine or like Amy's. And so they get all this behind the scenes, um, you know, action and experience. And then they kind of go into a specialty and some of them go into email marketing. Uh, I did not do that. I started out actually as an RV travel blogger. You can't see me right now because this is a podcast, but I'm actually wearing one of my RV t-shirts from an event that I sponsored way back when. Um, So I'm feeling a little nostalgic today for the RV life. But yeah, I started off as an RV blogger. I knew I wanted to make it, you know, a business. A lot of people will start a blog, you know, oh, I love RV travel or, you know, oh, I just love crocheting. I'm going to have this crochet blog. And then they realize they can make money. Um, I did it the opposite. I realized I could make money. So I started a blog (laughs) and all these, you know, you listen to podcasts like this, you watch webinars and all these quote unquote gurus, they'll say, oh, you know, my biggest mistake when I started my business was I didn't take my email marketing as seriously. I didn't take Amy's... I'm just over here nodding, but she is nodding, right? (laughs) So if you're nodding your head, you've heard this, right? And mama didn't raise no fool. Like I lived in a campground. I didn't even have the internet. I had to go to the library or, you know, someplace else for internet. And so if all these people, all these, you know, people hitting six, seven figures are saying the money is in the email list, you're darn tuned. And that's exactly what I did. So I started the blog, you know, did the blog post, did Pinterest, all that, but I was really taking my email marketing seriously. I was emailing once a week. I was doing all the list building things they say to do. And then I came up with my first product. And from there, I just started making money. My first product, uh, it sold, I had about 300 people on my email list. It made $7,000 in the first 90 days. Um, It got picked up by an international sponsor 
And then I just kept using my list to come up with new ideas for new products, selling them back to the list, um, you know, serving my people. I really found, uh, you know, products really, they're not for selling, they're for serving. So using that email list, um, you know, to be able to talk with people, um, you know, have those one-to-one conversations and build products that actually sold. And, you know, after a while, I created my first online course. I had 141 people interested. And by the time I closed the cart, I had made 141 sales. So that was when, yeah, it's crazy. Those are good numbers. Yeah. Every time I say it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this sounds like such a, you know, like a hokey bro marketing thing, but like it actually happened to this lady in an RV. Um, No joke. And so that's when, you know, I started telling that story and people said, oh my gosh, Liz, that is freaking crazy. Like, how did you do that? And I said, oh, it's simple. And I explained, you know, the framework for like building a, you know, an email list of buyers that I had created. And that's when I realized I needed to sell my RV blog and go all in on the email marketing. Because like I said, you know, products are made for serving. One of my absolute favorite things to do is help my friends make money. My first book, the one that I just told you, you know, made $7,000 in the first 90 days. It was a book about poop stories. Like <laughs> it was RV travel, <laughs> facepalm, exactly. It It was a book, you know, I was an RV traveler. And if you know anything about RVs, they have a black tank and that's where the sewage goes. So the book was called Tales from the Black Tank. And so I told, you know, then I just started telling my friends, like, literally, holy crap, if I can make money doing this, y'all can make money doing this too. Like, whatever your idea is. And, you know, hopefully this is the inspirational moment of the podcast, right? Like, let's add like a ding, like a ha in the background. Like, if I can make money off a book about like funny poop stories, like whatever your idea is, whatever you're thinking about right now, uh, like pull over, uh, you know, write it down, make a plan of action because it's going to work. If it worked for me, I swear it's going to work for you too. Okay. So that's the end of the podcast because we've, we're done. We've got it. We've got it. If you can sell poop stories, you can, you can do something else, right? You can make it, you can make it anywhere, baby. (laughs) You can make it on these internet streets. That is so funny. I, I'm going to have, I, I got to get that book because that just cracks me up. Um, so we camp, we have, um, we have property up North and it's, it's, well, it's my father-in-law's property, but we keep our camper up there year round. So we mm-hmm. camp all summer, like all the time. And we got a new camper this year. And so when we, when we leave, we open the tank and when we were there, we close it. So it holds it and then we let it go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there was one time we forgot. Oh, here we go. Tales from the black tank part, t- part <laughs> deuce tales, right here. Tales, right? <laughs> so when we got up there, thankfully it like it had, and you know, it was two weeks later when we showed back up. And so that, that tank was sitting full for two weeks. Thankfully nice. it wasn't too bad. Uh, however, it, it was plugged. It was like dried up. It didn't go down. And so my husband had to take this rod that was just like a random rod from something and was like jabbing. Down. I pray. <laughs> I just pray you don't edit this part out. Oh, I won't. I won't. This will be, this is real life. This was this, this summer. Making it right. You were so, laughing so hard because it's like, you're literally just like 
shoving a rod through poop through this, you know, and it was, yeah, but we, we learned like, don't forget to drain the pooper. Right. Don't, don't forget that part. That's something a lot of campers don't talk about, you know, but. And I want, you know, that was exactly it. So just what Amy says to segue it back into business, you know, what, what is the missing link in your niche? What is something, you know, nobody's going there or, you know, no one's serving that need. And for me, you know, it was, I knew every, you know, everyone has a crappy time every now and again. Right. And I asked my subscribers, this is just a point on how, like when I was talking about creating products that serve and being able to talk to my audience, I just asked them, why do you follow me online? Like, I'm pretty new at this. I don't really know what direction I'm going to go. And they said, well, Liz, you know, you're pretty funny and you can tell a really good story. And so I said, oh, I'm going to tell some funny stories. And, you know, what stories do campers want to talk about? They want to talk about their black tank. Oh, tales (laughs) from the black tank. Here we go. Here we go. And so, you know, that just turned one thing led to the other, to the other. And then, you know, I developed this framework and I thought, you know, I just, I love making people money. I love seeing my friends succeed because yeah, it just, it really literally blew my mind that I could make money, you know, with something called tales from the black tank. And I thought, gosh, all my friends are way smarter than me, way more dedicated with way more resources. Like if I'm making this kind of money, imagine what they could do. And so one of the things I love to do is just encourage my friends and love on them and pour into them. And so, you know, yeah, I just, I ended up selling that RV blog completely and going all in into the email marketing Um, my, how I measure success, like my definition is I strive to be an example of what's possible. And so that's, that's what I'm doing with the email marketing. That's my long story of how I got into the game. (laughs) I love it though. I love it. I think that has got to be such an encouraging word for someone. Like even for me, like if you, if you can sell tales from the black tank, then, then, then we can do some things. (laughs) Amen. And I agree with you. Like, it is so fun to be able to help other women. I am right there with you. Um, Okay. So you said a couple of things that kind of stood out to me in that um, products aren't for selling, they're for serving. And then you talked about storytelling. And I know that storytelling is so crucial. Um, So do you have any tips or tricks that you would like to share when it comes to telling stories in an email? Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you brought this up, Amy, because I am the anti-storytelling email marketer. I tell people to stop telling stories. I don't think they're that crucial. I think that's terrible, outdated advice <laughs> that most email marketers, um, they're not paying attention to it. So, and I this am is so why glad said, you said that. You know why? I don't read them. Everyone says, oh my gosh, they're crucial. So I just think they're crucial. I don't read them. If I see an email in my inbox, that's going to take me longer than two minutes. I don't read it. Okay. This is another, like, can we edit in whoever's editing this podcast? This is where you go. Oh, again, we've got a lot of like down from the heavens, um, you know, moments going on here. Uh-huh. Okay. So just what Amy just said, like if you, number one, if you don't have time to write a story, imagine your ideal customer. Are they, you know, do they have time to read it? And number two, so I 
like I mentioned, you know, I started off as an RV blogger. No one is harder to sell to than a man in his 60s who doesn't want to pay for electricity. Okay. <laughs> campers, campers, I love them. I love them. They helped me get my start, but they are a cheap audience. You know, they want the most bang for their buck. Um, you know, they want to make sure they're getting a deal and they don't know anything about digital products, right? They are, you know, they are, what do you call them? Boomers, boomers, right? They, they didn't grow up with the internet. You know, all of this is brand new. And here's, here comes Liz Wilcox. Um, and if you don't know what I look like, make sure you go to my website after. We'll make the story funnier. But here comes Liz Wilcox trying to sell, you know, Tales from the Black Tank, uh, you know, <laughs> to a man named Jim, who's 60, got 2.3 kids on their way to college. So the point is, you know, I had to come up with a way to quickly connect with people, make sure they read my content, clicked over to the blog, you know, clicked over to my, you know, whatever I was selling, et cetera. And instead of telling stories, I, because I was a travel blog, I started giving updates, right? So just a personal update. And I wasn't, I was not on the road when I started my website. I was just giving updates about getting on the road. You know, hey, this week we started renovating the RV. This week, um, you know, we started looking at campers for the road because we lived in a big fifth wheel. We wanted to downsize. This week we're doing, you know, we figured out how to fix the AC. Just little personal updates. I'm talking two to three sentences, just long enough to make that connect, that con making that connection, Amy is right. Making that personal human connection is crucial to um, connecting with your audience and selling to them. That is, but you don't have to tell a story anymore. Right now, I think, especially living in a post COVID world, you know, what did we do for the last two years? We were just on our phones, right? Uh, you know, scrolling, mm. signing up on Pinterest for who knows what, uh, you know, and then subsequently, subsequently trying to find anything that's of value online. We're completely tech burnt out. And so I found people enjoy that personal update, make that quick connection, and then just get segue into the content, right? Like, hey, you know, Amy might say, oh, today I interviewed uh, Liz Wilcox. Holy moly, I can't believe uh, what she told me about poop and making money online. And then, you know, but what I really want to see it say- now. What do right. poop and money online have to do with each other? Right. <laughs> and that's without telling a story about how we met, you know, da, 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 da. And then she can just segue, you know, but what I really want, um, you know, is some more followers on Instagram. It would be great if you could go check me out there or whatever, you know, if she's yeah. got a blog post, a new podcast, you know, et cetera, just segue into what you really want. The customer, even those 60 year old men, they are savvy. They know I want to sell them something. Uh, probably because I told them, because that's what you should do too, side note. But also, you know, they're busy online. Every, you know, Facebook's popping up, Instagram. Now we've got TikTok. Oh my gosh, do you ever get off your phone, right? Podcasts, ads, you know, all this stuff. And so the quicker we can get in and out, the better. But you can make that personal uh, connection with just a personal update. I'm talking two to three sentences. Um, now I will say storytelling does have a time and place. If you do have something very interesting to say or something that, you know, really interesting happened and you know you can connect it to, you know, a bigger point that will serve your audience, totally do that. But for the most part, most of us started businesses because we want to serve 
a certain niche, a certain thing, right? I started my blog to serve campers, right? I was not, you know, a professional storyteller at the time. That was something that came later. I just happened to naturally be good at writing. But most, you know, most likely nobody starts an Etsy shop because they're a storyteller. They start an Etsy shop because they're good at making custom portraits, right? So stick to the custom portraits, leave the storytelling to people like me who get paid the big bucks to do it. And I love, I'll say this last point, Amy said, I say it's crucial because that's what everyone tells me. And when I look at an email uh, and I know it's a story, you know, I just skip over it. I just leave it, right? Those people that are telling the stories, big names, those people get people like me to write those stories. Even they are not writing those stories. And also always remember what Amy said about skipping over those emails. We don't want people to skip over our emails. So make sure you know, you have a framework, you have, um, you know, a practice that makes your, makes your emails stand out in the inbox, get people to click and, you know, know it's worth their while. I'm, I think I'm so grateful just to hear you, like, give that permission. Like, I don't, I think there's something about sending out emails that I feel like I'm supposed to have this whole thing for every email. And really, I just want to be like, Hey, this week on the, on the podcast, let's just go check it out. I don't want to have to write this whole long thing. Like, you know, and, and sometimes I feel the same way with like an Instagram post. I feel like, you know, you're supposed to have these huge caption hook call to action. Like this, it's supposed to be this. I'm, I just want to say, hi, I just want to like, I don't need you to read this four paragraph long post. Uh, so I feel like like you said, storytelling has a time and a place. So if you, if you say email, isn't necessarily it, and maybe down the road it is, but maybe if you're just starting out, like someone like me, I'm just starting to build my email list. Uh, I am one of those people. That's why my eyes were so big when you said that, because <laughs> I missed that opportunity when I first started, but I'm, I'm here now. Won't miss the boat anymore. And I think one of the things that holds me back and probably other people as well is just like coming up with email content on top of coming up with podcast content on top of uh, social media content. Like it's a lot. Yeah. Just give a personal update and talk about what you want to talk about. Amy said it really the best. I just want to say hi. That could be your personal update. I just want to say hi, thinking about you, um, you know, in the email list or in the, you know, Amy Williams show community, whatever you call yourself. And then just say, you know, here's a new episode. I had a lot of fun recording it. Uh, hope you listen. It would mean a lot if you hit the subscribe button and left right. a review. Peace out. I'm going back to my camper, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's it. I just wrote the whole thing that took what, seven seconds, right? It would probably take yeah. me another 30 to type it out maybe a couple minutes to put it in my service provider. If your newsletter is taking you more than 20 minutes, you're really overthinking it. Mm. That's a, that's a word. All right. I think, uh, okay. So let's, let's talk about providers. Do you have a preference? I have my own personal preference, but I want to say I am not like the tool guy, whatever you're going to use, just use it. Uh, you know, look at a few different options and pick one and stick with that one. I will say if you, and this isn't to scare you because sometimes you do outgrow your service provider, 
but pick one that you're going to use for years to come because when you, when you change, um, email service providers, you can lose that reputation. And that reputation is really important. Uh, you know, open rates, click throughs, um, you know, every time you send out an email, I call it the internet gods, they collect data on you and they decide whether you're, uh, you know, worthy for inbox heaven or you're going to spam hell, right? That's really, that's really <laughs> what they're doing. And so you want to stick with one service provider. Now, if you go with one and, you know, you really don't like it or you feel like you've outgrown it, don't let that scare you. You can switch and you can build that reputation up again. But all that said, my favorite, honestly, is ConvertKit. I love ConvertKit. It's very simple. It's, it really truly was built by creators for creators. And that's something that I love. They've also um, been a part of a lot of their customer research this year. And they're unrolling some new features. They really care about their people. And they pay attention to what they want. And I've had them for five years now um, as of 2021, summertime. And they've, you know, they've kept it the same, but also built it up, if that makes sense. It's never been something where it's like, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know this tool anymore, or they added too much at once. They're very good about upgrading. Um, you can now sell products through them. Um, you know, their tagging system is still very simple, their automations, things like that. So I prefer ConvertKit. Now, if they do have a freemium option, I believe, you know, it's free until a certain number. Um, but I also recommend, you know, if you don't want to pay money, uh, MailChimp is another good service provider that's free up to, I think, like 2000 uh, folks. Also, I, I hear a lot of good things about uh, Flowdesk and Active Campaign. If you're thinking about buildings, a big... Um, a big business that has a lot of webinars and you know those complicated funnels i would recommend active campaign that's a more robust system but i will say convertkit is slowly adding the features that active campaign has and i still find convertkit to be a much simpler dashboard um, someone who's not techie like me can understand very simply and there's a lot of resources because convertkit's been around for a long time Thank you. I think that's it's it can be really overwhelming. I think as when you're starting a business for a lot of people because there's so many different options. And it's not just okay, what email marketing platform do I use? It's all the other things that you have to pick as well. You know, like who do I do for the website and what do I do for this and what do I do for that? Like there's just so many options. So I'm glad that you kind of broke it down a little bit. I think I'm I'm right now I'm using MailChimp. Um, but I'm not. I'm not sold on anything particular yet. Keep, I think it's just I like would a say trial, keep MailChimp you know? then. Unless you get into it, you start using it and you say, yeah, I don't really like this. Um, but honestly, again, you know, just pick a tool, use it. Don't, you have enough decisions to make. And if you, you know, I chances are you started your business to serve. Just like I said, products are for serving mm -hmm. your business. You started it because you want to help X person, right? What whoever mm -hmm. that person is. And so, you know, if the tools decision sounds complicated, feels complicated, really just just pick one. It's not going to make that much right. difference. That's what I've done. How I've been able to uh just very quickly do things is I just, I really, honestly, I just Google something. 
the first or the second one that pops up. Uh, maybe I'll go into a Facebook group and I'll search for, you know, ConvertKit and I'll see, you know, questions about ConvertKit. If it sounds good, boom, that's the one for me. I, like I said, I've had ConvertKit for five years. It's the only service provider I've ever used. Um, what I use to sell is something called Samcart. It's the only one that I've ever used for this business. I just Googled free trial and I picked that one and it worked just fine. And so I haven't, after the free trial, I bought it. Um, you have enough decisions to make. Chances are you also have a personal life, probably kids, maybe a spouse, um, you know, a couple, couple other things, you know. Yeah. You know, a mother-in-law, <laughs> something like that, you know, uh, you know, some self-love, don't get bogged down by those details. Let someone else make that decision for you. Um, you know, Google it, look at a couple reviews. If it sounds good, just pick it. Um, you know, the same as if the, if the newsletter is taking you more than 20 minutes, you know, if it's taking you more than a few days to pick a service provider or to pick a tool, um, you know, I think, you know, you really need to do some journaling and then just pick one. <laughs> <laughs> put them in a hat and draw it out let, <laughs> or hand it over to somebody else and let them decide. I like that. Like, okay, here's my options. Pick one. Okay. That that's going to work. Yeah. Because I feel like even though there are things that, you know, one might do better than the other, they all do the same thing. And if you're starting, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for the basics. You're list I just need to send out emails. I just need to grow my list. And that's, they all do that, right? There might be some extras and bells and whistles, but um, so when you're growing your blog and then you've sold it now and you're just doing the email, did you get to keep your email list from the blog or is that a totally separate thing now? Uh, that's completely separate. I started at zero with uh, the email marketing. So with the sale of the blog, I sold everything like that book I told you about. I do not have the rights for it anymore. It still has my face on it. They still sell it on the website. If you Google Tales from the Block Tank, uh, my beautiful uh, face will pop up <laughs> um, pulling that lever Amy was talking about. That's the cover of the book. Um, but I sold everything. I sold the book, the course, um, rights to the email list, all the blogs, all the articles, um, my relationships with sponsors and partnerships, everything. It was, you know, like a scratch and dent cell, like everything must go. <laughs> nice. Okay. So then you started from zero with what you're doing now. And what do you think it would be the best, the best advice that you could give to somebody who's growing? Oh, I love this question. So this is how I started my new email. Well, this is how I started both email lists. And this was before I, I started my first one the same way. I had no idea it was a strategy. It just seemed natural to me. So let that take that note. Marketing can feel natural, like just do what feels natural. Um, and so how I started the email marketing and really the RV blog was I realized I was really good at email marketing. You know, I had a, obviously a bunch of people encouraging me. So I posted on Facebook and I had made a landing page in ConvertKit that just said, you know, join for email tips, basically. You know, of course, I had a little more copy there. Um, and I said on Facebook, hey, you know, I've seen great success with my RV blog. The thing that sucks the most is watching my friends create courses, build blogs, 
um, only to only to launch to crickets and, you know, never see any traction and make zero, you know, spend six yes. months and make zero sa- sales. I said, that is the thing that ticks me off the most. And I want to make sure it never happens again to anybody that I care about. I'm starting a new email list where I'm going to tell you exactly how I built my blog, exactly how I was able to, you know, make 141 sales from 141 wait list, um, you know, click here and sign up. I had about a hundred people. And of course I take that with a grain of salt because, you know, my Facebook page was full of people who had seen me succeed with my RV blog. So I had a lot of people Mm -hmm. that were like insanely interested in how, you know, how I sold to people, how I sold digital products to people that didn't pay for electricity, right? And a lot of people that were very Mm -hmm. interested in that. So of course, if you do that, you know, don't expect a hundred people unless it's something, you know, that, you know, you bake cakes at church and everyone wants to know the recipes and all of a sudden you're going to give away grandma's recipe, right? (laughs) Um, But you should see some success. And from there, I didn't even have my website for, um, my website was this jankety thing where none of the buttons worked except one like subscribe button. It had, you know, some copy up there. It looked terrible. Um, And so I only had that one landing page that I was sharing in Facebook groups. And, you know, when I would do podcast interviews like this, I never sent anyone to my website because it was broken for an entire 12 months of growing that business. So, um, and I got my, you know, I got my first five or 600, maybe even 700 subscribers without that website, just that landing page that said, you know, Hey, here's my email tips. I think eventually it became a swipe file, which is what you can get. Now you can get an entire welcome sequence that I wrote for you. You can get newsletter examples, that 20 minute thing I'm talking about. You can Mm -hmm. get examples of that and 52 subject lines, um, I think it eventually evolved into that, but for the most part, you know, it was just that landing page. I didn't need all that content marketing. You know, you have a blog and then you have the uh, freebie upgrade. You know, I, I didn't do any of that. I said, my content is going to be my email list. Of course, that makes sense. I'm an email marketer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just put that landing page in as many places as possible. Hmm. I love that. I love that. I think um, if someone doesn't necessarily have that, um, the social proof that you had, how would you recommend they go about it? You tell people what you've done. So of course, if you're starting a business, chances are, you know, you might not have any clients or testimonials or that social proof, but you've done something yourself, right? Um, if you're a maker, right, you, you crochet Afghans, you know, take pictures of them. There's the proof like, Hey, want to want one of these, you know, sign up for my list or whatever. Or, you know, if you're some, some kind of, you know, weight loss coach, you know, here are Mm -hmm. the results I've gotten for myself. And one of the things that does come naturally to me that listening, you might cringe at, um, is I like to talk about myself (laughs) and I'm, I'm not afraid to share my victories. I'm not afraid to share when I am celebrating um, something. So I just, I have an email marketing membership on Facebook. The other day I posted that I just hit 400 members in that group in six months. And so I'm not afraid to share those milestones. And when you own a business, even if you don't like this, and this is where I say you might be cringing, you are a marketer and you must market your business. And part of marketing your business is sharing those wins. 
sharing when you're successful. And yeah, it might seem like you're bragging um, or, you know, you're boasting, you, you know, you don't want to be seen as being too proud, especially as Christian women, but as a mark, you know, as a business owner, you have to have that social proof. You have to, uh, you know, share the success that you've, you've given yourself or for your clients or, you know, whatever your thing is, but also when you share your victories, that is another way to build trust. Like, oh, you know, Amy's really doing it. She's got X amount of podcast downloads. That must mean that it's worth listening to. Maybe I'll take a listen, Mm -hmm. that type of thing. And that is marketing. And it's not saying it because like, oh, I'm better than you. And I got this many podcast downloads and you haven't even started. Uh, You know, you wish you had a podcast. No, that's not what she's doing. She's just sharing her victories. And that's what we should all do as, um, you know, friends on social media, on our email list. I always teach a framework. You can go to my homepage. It's right there. Follower, friend, customer. When you can take those followers, those new people on your Instagram, whatever, get them on your email list. That's when you can cultivate that friendship. You can make that human connection with them. You can share your journey. People love hearing the journeys. How much time do you spend on TikTok, on Instagram reels? How many people do you follow on Instagram that you don't even know, but you just love watching them, you know, mm-hmm. lose weight or overcome addiction or, you know, help their child with cancer or whatever, what, you know, whatever you follow online, right. Or, yeah. you know, Amy, you'd love seeing her, you know, her podcast grow and, you know, her email list grow. You love that. Right. So yeah. That's what people crave. I said the people don't crave stories, right? But they do want that personal connection. And that's another way you can give it to them by sharing that you are a business and these, you know, these are the milestones you're trying to hit. And then when you hit them, share, you know, share the victory. It's not just you, you're building a community online. That's part of the online business that, uh, that's part of it nowadays is building that community. You can't build community if there's nothing to rally around. So why not rally around the successes of the business, which, you know, if you're working for yourself, just happen to be your successes too. So it might right. seem personal um, and it is, but it it's also good. It's not this prideful, boastful thing. You're, you're trying to build this community. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm over here nodding going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. I think, uh, I think I talked about it in the last episode. I think it was the last episode. It might be two episodes back. I totally came clean on my, my error and Jeanette, Jeanette is amazing. Jeanette Peterson, but she was helping me on the back end, like set up some stuff that I needed. Like I'm not, I'm not that tech person. Like I can do some tech, but I'm not that tech. Like, okay, I can come up with the content I can do, but trying to figure out how it works and all that. So she was helping me. And then I realized that on everything I did for the entire launch, all of my images on social media, all my links, everything went to the wrong domain name. And I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? So now I feel like, like, I feel like there's this, you you can do everything right. And then still make that mistake, but you have to keep pushing forward. You can do like, if you're one that's telling all of the stories in emails and going, how come nobody's, you know, replying or listening, 
you can still change what you're doing and take less time doing it there. And I also feel like there's no right or wrong. Like if you're one that is loving storytelling and that's working for your community, you know? Yeah. 100%. Like Amy was saying about, you know, the tech going wrong, just like I said, you know, you've got to share your victories in order to also seem human. You can share those fails, right? You can share like, Oh my gosh, I just spent 10 minutes on, you know, trying to fix this one domain link or whatever. Right. And I think that is also making that human connection. And it also, you know, when you share your victories, it's not like, oh my gosh, all she does is talk about herself, right? That we all, we mm-hmm. always have that fear. Oh, I yeah. always have that fear because like I, I, said, I like to talk about myself. So I think, oh gosh, Liz, wow. You're really talking about yourself. But sharing the good and the bad really, uh, really, really builds community and helps you open up your subscribers to sharing their good and bad. So to bring it all the way back, you can create products that serve because you know the good and bad about your people. And so you're not just guessing, oh, I think I should create this course. You know exactly what course to create because they've talked to you, they've told you, and they've only done that because you've opened up to them first. I'm trying to wrap my brain around it. Like, yes, I feel like it's everything that I needed to hear. And and whoever's listening, I hope this is helpful as well. Uh, I love that you said follower, friend, customer. I think a lot of people try to skip that, that middle one. Yeah. <laughs> and, follower to customer. And yeah. Just and, you know, followers does not equal customers. Right. I mean, we're not, we are not Coca-Cola. We are not Amazon.com. No one is coming to our website just to purchase, Right. We need to build that no like trust factor. And I'm not talking about a friend like your best friend. And I know we just said this, but you know, you don't need to share all your grossest, most intimate fails Mm -hmm. or your biggest wins that are too personal. But I'm talking about a friend. You can't see me, but in the background, I have in-sync posters. So I love to I love this analogy. So you're at the grocery store. You bump carts with someone. Oh, hi, Amy. Oh my gosh, I haven't seen you since high school. How you been? Oh, I've been great. How are you? Hey, you remember how we went to that sync concert together way back in the day? Oh my gosh, I was so in love with Joey Fatone. Yeah, me too. Oh my gosh. Did you see he's now on the game show network? And you start talking about, you know, you're, you know, you're reminiscing about this mutual love, right? You, you both really loved sync. Hey, Amy. Uh, you know, I've really got to go. Um, my kids, I see my kids opening the Oreos in the aisle. Uh, can I grab your, um, can I, let me grab your phone number. I want to text you something I heard about Joey Fatone. And so that's basically what is happening with your business and your email list. You know, you're finding someone finds you on Pinterest, Instagram, wherever they're finding you. Um, And you both have this mutual love of, for me, email marketing, right? Oh my gosh, yeah, I really need to know everything about email marketing. Let me give me, or let me give you my email address and you tell me everything you need to know, right? That's basically that same exchange. So that type of friendship, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a, I would say like a very warm acquaintance type of thing. You really want to, you genuinely want to get to know your people. That's how you're going to make those crazy conversion rates uh, like I did. But, you know, you don't have, they don't have to be your intimate partner, right? And when you have a whole list, you know, even just 
50 people, a hundred, you know, grow, grow, grow of people talking to you the way that I was talking to Amy about Joey Fatone in the grocery store. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, email marketing. I hear these things about stories. What's up with that? And I say, oh, actually, no. Then I know what do I need to talk about on podcasts? What kind of products do I need to create? Something to help people write 20-minute newsletters because holy crap, it's taking them a ton of time. I didn't make that up. Amy and everybody else told me that, right? And so when you have that exchange, that follower, friend, then, you know, you have this list of friends that tell you what they need and mm-hmm. you can just convert them into customers because here's the, here's a little ding, ding, ding. If you learn nothing from Liz Wilcox, know this, people buy from people they trust. If you haven't learned anything from Liz Wilcox, you need to start over because you weren't <laughs> listening. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. I just mean, that's the one thing. Let it stick in your brain. People, people buy from down. people they trust. There's a reason that, you know, I mentioned Coca-Cola, but, you know, Coca-Cola, Microsoft, Amazon, all these big companies, there's a reason why nowadays in the last few years, you know, they talk about social issues. They make a stand about social issues, whether you agree with them or not. There's a reason it's because people want to buy from, you know, very trustworthy companies. They want to feel like they are buying something, not just a product, but something that is serving um, with the bigger companies. You know, they want to know that they are serving their communities, serving their people, serving the things that they care about. Right. And so on that micro level, you, me and Amy you know, people want to know they're buying from an actual person. It's, it's like the new equivalent, you know, of buy local. If I know Amy, right. Mm -hmm. If I know Liz Wilcox, uh, you know, I know her daughter interrupted this podcast three times, even though they edited it out. You know, I know she lives on the beach and she loves to go every day after she loves to take her kid. You know, I know Liz knows what she's talking about because, you know, she used to, sell poop to RVers, right? You know, you poop can stories. Try, right. clarify poop that. Stories. Yeah. Stories. yeah. <laughs> Amy coming in with the fact checking. I love it. You know, but you can trust that I'm not just some, you know, bro marketer that, you know, just got in mm. the game because it's, yeah. you know, it, she, she watched one webinar and now she thinks she knows, right. Right. Um, yep. People buy from people they trust. And so when you can make those personal updates, those really quick connections, you can, you know, come through your products through a lens of serving, not selling. Um, and you're willing to share your victories and your failures. That's when you can really build that trust. Um, and that's, you know, when everything works really, really well. And the follower friend customer thing that's right on my homepage. You don't even have to opt in to get that information. Like, Amy said at the beginning, Liz is on a mission to help people realize email marketing is for them. Like, I truly mean that. I want to serve as much as I can. I grew up really poor. Um, In March of 2020, I finally got my mom off eight mile in Detroit. And it's like, if I know if I can do this, you can too. And I want to show you exactly how to do that. I don't want to be a gatekeeper. You can go right to the homepage and get, you know, everything you need to get started. And the swipe file. That's the swipe that, file. You do that's have for free too, right? File. 
a girl's got to eat. Um, <laughs> you pay, okay. You pay the, for the swipe file, right? The swipe file is free. Oh, okay. That's but eventually I hope you buy something from me because I'm a likable gal. Yeah. But you don't have to. I'm just mad. I can't buy the poop stories from you. Well, it would, <laughs> I mean, your face will be on still, it. <laughs> you can still buy it and it would, it would bring me great pleasure to know that it's still being sold. I feel like I need, I feel like I need to buy it and then put it in my camper and then we can like read these stories by the bonfire, you know? Yes. Like yeah. here, let's, let's hear Liz's poop stories and see if we can find <laughs> one similar to ours. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's one or two. If you buy the bonus, I don't know if they sell the bonus edition anymore, but the bonus edition used to have a make your own toilet chapter at the end. <laughs> Okay, I'm spoiled and I've never had to do that. I, ditto, ditto, but uh, it's a thing. That's funny. Now we're getting way off. We but- are, we are. But I think you've shared some serious, serious gold. And I encourage anybody who's listening, who's working on building their email list to go check out your website and get that swipe file and get started. Yeah, I would all, I would encourage the same thing. Of course, you can just go straight to LizWilcox.com. There's a hot pink button in the top right-hand corner that says free email swipes, and uh, you can get them and download them today. Perfect. I can't wait to see what everyone does with their email marketing. And if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out, email me, find me on Instagram, anything like that. I really do love talking email. All right. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening in to the Amy Williams show. For more about this episode or how you can start your own podcast, go check out theamywilliams.com. If you have a moment, would you please leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher? It's seriously one of the biggest compliments you could give. Also, come find me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok using the handle at the Amy Williams show. Can't wait to see you over there. And don't forget, you are not made for a small life. It's time for you to go after it and live out your purpose. See you next week.